Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did, um, did Caesar live here? Um, No. I didn't think so. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you. Let's uh, go right to it. The Aloe VIP line, sponsored by via, or excuse me, Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We're joined by our good friend, Steve Marek of Inside Nebraska. Steve, what's up, man? Hey, Nick. I'm doing great. I'm enjoying this uh, fine fall weather we got going on here. That's what I'm saying. Hey, okay, so. Shout out to Leaves, right, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot in the backyard. Well, is there a day that you're going to start cleaning them, or are you? is that not even on your on your docket yet? Not even on the radar, but it should be as a grown adult. I need to take care of that, I guess. Sorry, Steve. But, uh, as of right now, I need to um, carve out some time to do that. Steve, how big's your yard? Uh, it's a good sized backyard. I won't lie. That's F- disappointing. Fifty bucks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Rico's trying to Rico's trying to start a leaf cleaning business. Well, Rico, if you want to go and do it for me, I mean, um, we can we can work something out. I'll have to I'll have to you know analyze send, send the, pictures of your analyze yard. the terrain and the and, and and the size of the yard, and then get back to you with a uh, with some numbers. All right, sounds good. Steve, what if I read you this uh, headline? Several GMs have said that the Cubs may be the most aggressive team pursuing Shohei Otani. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if I could take that after the Craig Council news. Uh, if if Otani kind of popped on the radar and, and uh, the Cubs are serious about that as well, I don't know what I'd do with myself. I'd, uh, I don't know. I'd have to celebrate. That was the exact reaction that Nick had when I showed him. His eyes like rolled into the back of his head, and he was like, Yes. <laughs> This yeah. is all the plan. This is the plan. This is we knew the Cubs were going to be super aggressive uh, going into the offseason. <laughs> no, we right? did not. <laughs> no, we did not. Okay. One yeah, more. I mean it's the exact opposite of what everybody <laughs> thought was going to happen. W- one more thing before we get to Huskers. Uh, I know you're a big Maction guy, and I'm a huge Toledo guy. I love Jason Candle, and one of my favorite players in all of college football is DeQuan Finn. Are you going to be glued to the TV to watch my guy DeQuan tonight? Yeah, uh, Duquan Finn's a, a guy who, um, you know, is, is one of the best Mac players there is. Uh, obviously, a guy who can run a little bit, throw yeah, a little bit. It is. He's really fun. And yeah, you're right. Toledo's got it going right now, undefeated in conference play, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Only Mac team to do that. They, hey, hey, they're 9 0. They should be 9 0, but with a last second loss at Illinois, they're 8 1. Yeah, they were. I watched that game um, early in the season. <laughs> yeah, it's, they should have won that one. They, they should have won that one. It's really disappointing. We have a clip that we have to send to Daquan Finn of Nick begging him to come to Nebraska. So <laughs> I told him he's a junior. Hey, he's a junior. I mean, he's got a year left. I went wild with him on NCAA 14, and now he can do the same thing in Lincoln. Yeah, he's gonna be. Um, he's gonna have plenty of suitors. 
uh, yeah. calling, calling his cell phone um, if he does enter the transfer portal. So. All right, Steve. Let's uh, let's dive into it. Um, not not really enjoying talking about the the Nebraska Michigan State game from last Saturday. You were in East Lansing. I think one thing that's super disappointing for me personally is like everybody talks about how that was a create your own energy type of game, and that the stadium was dead. Right, and, and Nebraska. I mean, Michigan State not necessarily the most talented team, and maybe Nebraska's not either. But like, I, I walked away from that going, we shouldn't be able to fall back on that like Nebraska's this team that was one game away and still is for that matter from making a bowl game like they haven't been here in a long time why are we having this issue of like energy does that make sense yeah I mean um you know what it was kind of a sleep atmosphere in East Lansing it was kind of a a gray uh, dreary day um, and I, I, it was just really out of, out of character, out of character for that defense to get off to the start that it did, uh, Tony White's unit, because, you know, for Michigan State to march down the field right away, um, on, on the heels of, you know, really, um, to keep the drive going with two, uh, busts from Nebraska's defense, back to back busts that got them in field goal range. And I know they held them to a field goal, but, you know, once Michigan State, uh, got that, three points on the board on their first possession. I think everybody in that was watching at home was kind of like they, they had that bad feeling in their stomach of, hey, this is not going to be the game that we all assumed was going to happen, that Nebraska was going to win this thing easy. Um, you know, it, it was, it was going to be a fight once Michigan State kind of did that and, and Nebraska was making mistakes, uncharacteristic mistakes on defense. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was just a weird – weird kind of game um but you know that's that's the big 10 um nebraska does not have an offense that you know is able to maybe maybe uh just run away from from um other other opponents especially in big 10 so yeah i mean there's i think it gave you a uh kind of a, a thought of hey this 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 defense this offense these, these special teams they're not yet quite over that hump that Matt Rule wants to get them over mindset-wise where they stop worrying about everything mm-hmm. outside of the program and they just kind of focus on their game because maybe maybe he's right. Maybe all the all the talk about the bowl game, uh, another win to get them to six and qualify for a bowl, maybe it made an impact in the game and, and they weren't ready to play and Michigan State popped them in the mouth and that's exactly what happened. Steve, when you look at last Saturday's game against the, against the Spartans, is, is it more on play calling and, and coaches decisions or is it just players not making plays no i mean for me personally um just re-watching the games and you know i have a column that i do every tuesday morning it's called the check down and and in and in it i kind of go back through the game and and kind of relay my thoughts on some certain parts of the game and you know during that is kind of the offense review and uh, really kind of detailing plays and looking you know, what was there, what wasn't. I mean, it's not coaching, in my opinion. It is absolutely on the players to execute the plays on the field because there are several, several moments. I'm telling you guys, you go back and you watch these plays, you watch the routes develop, you watch the blocking in front of these running backs. There are more yards to be had and there are more points to be scored, but the players on the field just aren't doing them. I go back to Josh Flakes and I'm not meaning to – to uh, bang on Josh, Josh Flakes here because he came here as a receiver and due to some mm-hmm. season-ending injuries, he's now um, getting real reps as a running back. Um, but he needs to be better running the rock. He, I mean, there, there were several um, opportunities for him on Saturday against Michigan State to pick up first downs, to get north and south, and, and get extra yardage 
and more first downs, but instead he tries to widen out, just like the problem with Anthony Grant that we saw last year. He tries to widen out. He tries to stretch a defense toward the sideline, and he ends up going out of bounds. Um, and, and on plays that he should have got four or five or maybe even six plus more yards on the ground. Um, you look at Heinrich Harburg and the passing routes that he's being asked to look at. You know, everybody, everybody saw Malachi Coleman running on a shallow cross um, on a third, third and long. If if Heinrich Harburg sees him and isn't just dead set on one receiver and not looking at the defense and just like trained on one receiver. If, if Heinrich Harburg sees Malachi Coleman on that shallow cross, that's a first down and that extends the drive. Who knows what happens after that? There are more countless more um, opportunities down the field in the passing game that they are open that I, I guarantee you in the, in the film room with Marcus Satterfield and Heinrich Harburg, you know, Marcus is just like pointing out all these things and, you know, there, there are plays to be made, but in my opinion, that the guys on the field are just not getting it done. It is absolutely not the coaching, and that and that's my my belief, and I'm I'm really strong with that. We're speaking with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, and Steve, I mean, you kind of hit on it, but what is Nebraska going to do, going to have to do going forward? Because the playbook is out now. Michigan State kind of laid it out for the, the remaining three teams that are facing the Huskers. You load the box, you you keep the quarterback from getting out of the pocket and running the ball, and you go man-to-man outside and, and make them beat you with the pass. Like, What is Nebraska going to have to do offensively going forward to counteract what these teams are more than likely going to throw at them? Because you said... The play calling is there. The, the 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 routes are open. The players are getting open. You just have to get the ball to them. But but going forward, what what's going to happen? I don't know if there's anything more that you can do other than just coach harder, try to develop, try to develop these guys on offense. Um, and you know, you're absolutely right, Rico. Um, Michigan State laid the foundation, laid the blueprint for what everybody's going to be doing. They're going to load the box. They're going to try to um, stop the run and make Heinrich Harburg beat them through the air. And right now it doesn't, it looks like a really good idea to do that because Heinrich Harburg is coming off a game where he completed 12 passes out of 28 attempts, 129 yards, two, two interceptions, zero touchdowns. And that's an ugly 43% completion percentage. So, you know, I, I just don't know what else there is to do outside of just coaching and, and getting better play from the players on the field. Now the coaches are going to take, um, um, the blame for it, just like good coaches do at press conferences. But if you just watch the games, you can tell that there are plays to be made, and the players and the players aren't really executing them. Maybe that means uh, maybe uh, using Heinrich Harburg more in the run game, uh, the design quarterback uh, game like that. And you know they've been doing a lot of that before. But um, yeah, you're right. I don't know. It's not an easy uh, situation because you are so limited on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and so it's, it's just going to be really interesting when, when Maryland comes to town here, you know, they just got their, they've lost four straight. They just got blown out by Penn state at home, 51 to 15, I think the score was, and now they're expected to, to fly halfway across the country to a place called Lincoln and try to win a football game. Um, you know, it's, it's just going to be really interesting. And I really like, uh, Maryland's run defense. Uh, they're pretty stout up front. They have some dudes on that defensive front. So, you know, if, if they can maybe limit what Nebraska does on the ground and try to put the put the game on Heinrich Harbury's right arm, um, things might be looking good for, for the Terps. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have an answer for you, Rico. I, I, I just think it's, it's on the ground. It's, it's the players themselves just executing and being better. Steve, when when you look at Heinrich Harburg specifically, and we, we talk about him a lot, obviously, because he's Nebraska's starting quarterback at the moment, 
when when you assess just kind of his performances over the last two three weeks, going back to the the Northwestern Purdue and now and now the Michigan State game, it just feels like he's he's a lot more timid or or you know just unsure about where to be, what decisions to make. Are you getting that same kind of read on him, or are you on a different side of the boat? No, I, I definitely think he's thinking more out there. And uh, I think it was Marcus Satterfield yesterday who, who brought up a good point. Um, he was asked how how he has seen opposing defenses kind of defend uh, Heinrich Harburg, who is not your typical uh, kind of pocket passer. And, and he said that defenses are learning ways that, you know, if they just really try to defend that off that zone read game, um, try to keep Heinrich in the box and, and make him a passer, you know, you're going to see positive results and that's exactly what's happened. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, I, I've kind of forgot your question. Sorry, Nick, but, uh, it's, it's really just, uh, about him and I guess just getting back to how, to what he was showing against mm-hmm. the Northern Illinois, the, the Louisiana Techs, the Illinois, where he wasn't really thinking too much. But now since he's gotten these starts under his belt, against Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State. He's seen all these different defenses kind of do things to him. And, and so he's inside, he's he's thinking about this and he's thinking about that. And he's like, well, if I see this, then I need to do that. It's a lot for some guys. It can be a lot. And, you know, his first season of starting, um, all this has got to be going super, super fast for him. And then in turn, that that actually slows him down, makes him a slow blinker instead of a quick blinker on the field. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing right now. He's just being overloaded with so much mm-hmm. information that he's trying to, to take in and make the right decision. It's actually slowing everything down on the field. So I think Satterfield, you know, he had that cool quote where um, he went to Heinrich and he said, hey, let's just have fun. Let's let's relax. Let's get back to what you were doing against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech where you weren't worried about anything outside of just, um, you know, the offense and moving the ball and picking up first downs and scoring touchdowns and running through people's faces, you know, just, just do that again, be that guy. Don't be the guy against Michigan state. who's trying to, you know, think about this and think about mm-hmm. that. And, Oh, I see this. And, Oh, I see that. I need to do this. I need to do that. No, no, no. Just go about, just go out, play fast, have fun and live with the results. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Steve Markman, inside Nebraska, joining us. All right, Steve, let's look at Saturday because Nebraska is going to be hosting a Maryland Terrapins team. As you said, lost four straight here. Um, was was a, played a pretty decent game against the Ohio State Buckeyes back then, which then would have been their first loss of the season. Um, but now sitting here at five and four, one of these teams, whether it's Maryland or Nebraska, going to qualify for a bowl game with a win on Saturday. But one one angle of this is Maryland's quarterback Talia Tunga Viola 
is going to be probably one of the better quarterbacks that Nebraska's seen all year. You think about the quarterbacks in the Big Ten Conference, and it's it's not that you're meeting a JJ McCarthy every single week, or you know Ohio State's quarterback room is down, and Nebraska faced Luke Altmyer and and faced Brennan Sullivan and, and those types of quarterbacks. Which no knock to those guys, they're not the JJ McCarthy's of the world. Is there some concern just how Nebraska's defense approaches this week with Talia Tungavaila, or do we have just this supreme confidence in Tony White's side that they're going to be able to get the job done? Yeah, Todd Vailoa, uh, to his little brother, he's a fifth-year guy, um, came to Maryland in 2020 before the 2020 season. He can ball. He can ball. He's, he's a really good athlete. He can move around really well. He's got a live live wire arm. Uh, he's kind of a cowboy out there. He's he's sort of similar. He's, an, he's, a, he's a way better passer than Heinrich Harburg, but I think they're similar in that they're both creators. They both um, you know, when they break the pocket, uh, they're either looking to run or looking to throw. And I think uh, Talia is a little more uh, focused on looking to throw once he breaks once he breaks the pocket and is on the run. So he's he's a fun quarterback to watch, and he's gonna he's gonna make some plays, but he'll also kind of that cowboy role. He's also gonna make some kind of risky throws out there. He's gonna he's gonna try to make some big plays, and in turn that could uh, be be successful, and it could also backfire sometimes, but. So, you know, that's going to be interesting because, uh, absolutely, uh, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. He can keep it, he can keep Maryland in it and he can, uh, you know, help out the other team by, by giving them the ball with some, with some risky plays. So, um, you know, it's going to be an excellent, excellent test for Tony White's defense. And, you know, coming off the Michigan State game where, uh, three different people <laughs> connected on passes and, and yeah. the pass defense kind of, uh, struggled there for a little bit. Um, I think uh, Maryland can absolutely move the ball through the air against this uh, Husker defense and, and keep things tight. I fully expect this to be a four-quarter game. I don't think either team is good enough to kind of run away with it, but we will see. Um, I think this might be another nail-biter um, on Saturday Memorial Stadium, and it, and a lot to do with, uh, it has a lot to do with uh, Talia Tungabailoa because of his, his ability both as a runner and passer. Yeah, Tungabailoa with uh, completing over 65% of his passes this season wouldn't that be nice to have it in in Lincoln yeah. and then uh, twenty one <laughs> touchdowns and seven picks? I mean, looking back while we, while we talked about that sixty five percent, remember at the t- at the tail end of fall camp, Steve, when when we heard from Marcus Satterfield and the coaches that Jeff Sims had completed over sixty five percent, and it was like, wow, that's a really good benchmark. That if Nebraska can have that with the quarterback run game, I mean, just how much things have changed in the last ten weeks is just kind of bizarre. Yeah, and Heinrich Arberg is sitting at 50% right now, seven touchdown passes on the season, six interceptions. Now he's uh, kind of made up for a little bit as, as a bruising runner that he is with almost 500 yards rushing and five touchdowns. So he yeah. can give you a lot in the run game. But, yeah, as a passer, he's, he's nowhere near that 65%, which Satterfield kind of set as the benchmark of being a, a solid uh, pocket passer in the Big Ten at 65%. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Jeff Sims just <laughs> – did, did not look like he was ever going to hit that, even if he did stay out there and, and yeah. play. Um, I don't know if he has a yips or anything right now, but uh, it's it's just not looking good for his his side of things. But yeah, with Heinrich Harburg, he might he's still probably the best option right now at mm-hmm. quarterback with Nebraska. But um, I'm just really get really anxious to see how this uh, end of the season goes with him and how he develops these these last few games because uh, you know if they can't get past Maryland, then you start think looking at a really tough night road game um, at mm-hmm. Camp Randall. Uh, that's kind of iffy right there. I know Wisconsin is just coming off a loss too. 
and you obviously got Iowa Hawkeyes coming coming to Lincoln, so that's always going to be a fun one. But um, yeah, the sixty five percent. I don't think any Husky quarterback is going to be hitting that this season. But um, yeah, looking forward, uh, looking ahead to everything with you know how they're going to handle the quarterback situation. Finding somebody who's capable of hitting at least sixty um, in a game is going to be just do that, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to help the offense a lot. Just be more efficient. Um, it's going to help them a lot. Steve, we got to get one basketball question in here since uh, they did sign two guys today. It was initially going to be one, and then Braden Frager ends up reclassifying to 2024. What do Husker fans need to know about Nick Janowski and Braden Frager? Because it seems like Nebraska got some a couple really, really nice additions today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick Janowski, he's one of the best players in the state of Wisconsin. He sold them from the Badgers. Uh, so, you know, I think it, it's two excellent Excellent um, additions to the 2024 class for Fred Hoiberg. Uh, Janowski is an elite shooter. He's a knockdown shooter. Um, he, uh, I think it was, um, he, he hit some, some sort of like crazy sort of uh, three point percentage last year as a junior. Mm-hmm. It was around 50%, if I'm not mistaken. So he can really fill it up. And I, and I know Hoiberg and his assistant, one of his lead assistants, uh, Nate Lenzer, went up to Wisconsin. Uh, kind of watched him work out and found out that he starts his day at 4:30 in the morning, and he's he's already getting a workout in, and he's he's getting some work in in in, in a gym of some sort three to four times daily. So that kind of tells you something about Nick Janowski and his mindset and, and how driven he is uh, to be a really good college basketball player. So that's uh, what Nebraska is getting with Nick Janowski, uh, six foot three, six foot four guard who's a knockdown shooter, an elite shooter. Uh, now I'm really interested in Bregan Frager, uh, six foot six, 210 pounds. Uh, yeah. And, and he left, he originally was in the 2025 class out of Lincoln Southwest. Um, but he obviously reclassified, like you said, to the 2024 class. So he will graduate, um, and in May, uh, this upcoming May and then be with the Huskers program, uh, in June. So it's kind of an accelerated clock with Braden Frager, but Hoiberg mm-hmm. thinks that he can handle all of it just because of his size and his frame that he's already blessed with at 6'6 and 210 pounds. A high flyer, Braden Frager is. He is a really uber, uber athletic dude, uh, who can get up, up and down the court. He can rim run. He can, um, and, and the best thing is, is I think that he has shown, uh, at, at, uh on the AAU team. Um, that he plays on, uh, ETG. He has really worked on his jump shot. He has worked to develop a jumper. And um, at Southwest last season, he hit uh, 42 or uh, 40% of his three-point shots. So that's always good to see when you see a young guy who who maybe didn't, wasn't a great jump shooter to start, but had to see him work and develop year after year and to have him go off in the summer and kind of blow up on the recruiting trail and, and have Nebraska land him as a guy in their own backyard uh, that's awesome. So uh, Fred Hoiberg is really, really high on Braden Frager and what he can develop into, even as a super young guy coming in a year early. Looking at this current season, last one before we let you go, looking at this current season, uh, Nebraska's got a couple guys that are, are banged up and being held out right now. Um, but with not only their schedule, they take care of business against Lindenwood. They're going to face a Florida A&M team tomorrow that just got the, the doors beat off of them by Creighton. That looks really good after just one game. But when you look at just Nebraska, it feels like they have a luxury here early on in the year to get a couple of their key guys plenty of time to get fully healthy before asking them to come back. Yeah, I think it was good on the schedule makers at Nebraska for, for uh, yeah. you know scheduling Lindenwood, Florida A&M, Ryder, Stony Brook. They go to Sioux Falls to play Oregon State. That's going to be a big game. But then they come home 
and finish off uh, Duquesne and Cal State Fullerton before the big Creighton match on December 3rd in mm-hmm. uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena. So that's that's a chance. That's an excellent chance to get some momentum, to get some wins, to get some positivity. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, shouldn't they be playing like more uh, a tougher schedule? No, not, not at all. Um, for this Husker team, uh, for what it's been, uh, in recent years, it's just it's a good idea to to get in there, play some inferior opponents, uh, work on some things, and um, get some wins under your belt before you start playing the the real tough team. So uh, you know this schedule allows them to really be careful with Kese Tomananga and his rolled ankle because they don't need Kese against Florida and and they won't need yeah. him against Ryder Stony Brook. Um, now I think he'll he'll come for those games. Uh, he'll, he'll return for those games, but. Um, it's it's just a good opportunity to finally get some positive momentum going right away for their basketball program, and and that hasn't happened a ton uh, since Fred has been here. So I think it's a very good idea that they scheduled who they scheduled before that Creighton game. Yeah, that positive momentum early in the season. It, I didn't think about that until you just said it right there. It's always been, hey, look at how Nebraska ended the season. It was the wins against Ohio State, Wisconsin. You had the really good finish to the year last year. Now it's something different this year where maybe they can get, you know, five or six, or maybe even seven wins under their belt before they really get into the bulk of their schedule. All right, Steve, appreciate the time as always, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you on Saturday. Yes, I will. Thank you guys for having me on. There he is. Steve Mark of inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always. Let's take our final time out. No Austin today. No strict. It's going to be me and DP. And then Jay will, will stop by a little bit, a little bit later as we uh, take you through the rest of the afternoon right here. We'll cross things over and get you ready for on the block coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7, the ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long, wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7, the ticket and the ticket Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.